Hi, I'm Tina. And I'm Hillary. And this is the Muck Podcast. Uh, we are a weekly podcast covering strange stories in American politics. Welcome to episode one. <laughs> Very exciting. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm just excited about the opportunity, and I think you guys will all enjoy the stories that we want to share with you. I was thinking that you just said weird stories in politics. Like, politics is just weird. Yes. It's just covering politics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you exactly. Know? So this is really, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm excited that we're doing it together. Me too. Yeah. So we know each other from doing volunteer work together. Correct. Yeah. So um, we've been working pretty hard to get this thing together and planning it. So um, yeah, let's let's do this thing, right? Yes. I can't <laughs> wait to hear the story you're about to share. Yeah, same here. So every week... We'll each be sharing a different story, and I don't know what you're about to tell me, and you don't know what I'm about to tell you, so it should be really good. Yes. And uh, I hope everybody really enjoys it. Yeah, and we're going to be covering things from murder to mayhem to just, you know, mischievous politics. Yeah. Every day... (laughs) there's a story nowadays this is like let's just go read the newspaper like we don't have to really go that far (laughs) looking for a story to do yes yeah okay so i'm first yes we rolled the dice and i'm first so are you ready i am because i I can't wait wait to to tell you the story so when did your family come down here when Um, did you move down here in the 80s, mid-80s. Okay, so maybe you might know this story. I was wondering if you might know it. Okay, so first I'm going to set up Fort Lauderdale because we're I'm doing one close to home. Okay. That's where I grew up. Uh, this is a story that, that <laughs> a lot of people who move down here now have no idea the story. This was even a thing. Okay, okay. okay. So 1980s Fort Lauderdale was wild. Like uh, where the boys are, where, baby. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so that's like Connie Francis, the fifties, yeah. you know, for Lauderdale. I'm talking about 1980s spring break, drinking elbow on room. the beach, elbow room, <laughs> yes. wet t-shirt contest, kids hanging out of balconies. I remember my mom like, let's go look at the spring breakers, you know? The strip. That's when you could actually yes, cruise the strip before right. they changed that's, it. Yes. I yes. remember doing that. Okay, I remember good. doing that in high school. Yes. And the kids were <laughs> wild, right? And so... um Fort Lauderdale had quite the reputation of being this wild place to go to and for spring break. And the people who lived here were kind of tired of it. Kids were getting hurt. It was just not not a place they wanted to be. And so they really pushed the commission here. Right. And Fort Lauderdale to... To make some changes. I, I remember I remember because they um, – I remember when they actually changed the strip so that you couldn't yes. cruise it anymore. And that was exactly. a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. So um, they had the police crack down on the kids drinking. And after a few spring breaks, the kids were like, peace, we're out. We're going, yes. we're going the fuck uptown. Like, we're going up to Daytona. <laughs> Correct. We're, we're done. Yes. We're done. And so it became what they wanted. They, they had this – the whole vision of the, what they wanted Fort Lauderdale to be. Yes. They had this Walt Disney World kind of idea of like, we can get these families to come in. It'll be a totally different. And to some extent, they've succeeded at that. I mean, yeah. Fort Lauderdale now with those huge hotels on the beach, yes. it's not what it was then. No, I feel like I, I could be completely wrong uh, in my memory, but I feel like there was a loss of, re- I remember maybe some talk of loss of revenue mm-hmm. with those spring breakers being gone and like a weird, maybe yeah. transitionary space as they kind of reinvented Fort Lauderdale. Right. It's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> so so then we moved like to the nineties. And so the nineties in Fort Lauderdale um is like, okay, we've cracked down on the spring breakers. What else can we do? 
And unlike the commission now that's in Fort Lauderdale, which is very progressive, it was a super conservative commission. Mm-hmm. And part of that was cleaning up the nude bars and the strip clubs. And I mean, there were like rated, you know, XXX video shops everywhere. Um, See, there, I don't remember this. There was, believe it or not, this oh, wait, is crazy. Was it the candy store and those kind of places? Those, those were the, those were where you could go to the wet t-shirt contest. Yes. Okay. Okay. So there was a place near the airport where you could go and get, it's a, a coffee shop, donut coffee shop where the waitresses were topless. <laughs> Like, this is the kind of shit was happening yes. for a lot of Like, it was just <laughs> salacious shit everywhere. Like, it was just, you know, and they're like, we're not doing this. We're cleaning this shit up. So, um, there were, you know, a, a big a part of the push was from the Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, mm. which is like a mega church mm. here in Fort Lauderdale, still pretty big mega church. And... The Reverend there, Reverend James Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, one he of had their... a TV show. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and one of their deacons was Dan Danzinger. And he uh, he actually was put on the Fort Lauderdale Commission oh. when somebody was removed, or somebody left to go run for Senate, and he was appointed. And then he ran for election, and he won. So now you have this deacon from Coleridge Presbyterian, which is a super loud, oh. wealthy, vo- you know, really wealthy folks. Their voices in the community you've got somebody from that commission sitting on the, in, you know, I, from the church sitting in the commission. I remember that church in the 90s with uh, people outside with their signs. Yes. And they were just horrible. Yes. They've actually just been named a hate group by the Southern Poverty, Poverty yeah. Law Center because of their anti-gay, um, yes, you know, right, that's, that's what I remember. Yes. It's not a, not a great place. So um, one of the quotes from uh, James Kennedy was, you cannot by legislation make people morally pure and holy, but government <laughs> can control the baser instincts of man. Rape and murder are immoral, so we have laws against them. So this is somebody who very clearly wants to control all of this and also before i get into the story one other thing that i i also kind of i i i like it is that motley crew in the song girls 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 like she gives a shout out to strip club in fort lauderdale oh god which is amazing so okay that's (laughs) all i'm saying is like this is where we're at in the 90s in fort lauderdale yes okay so all right so our story starts in 1985 oh so a young kathy and I, I, I'm going to have to double check her name, but I think it was Defeaty was her, her previously married name. So Kathy Defeaty is pulled over by a BSO deputy, Jeff Willits, for a broken taillight. Uh-oh. Okay? Within a week, Jeff has paid Kathy a citation and has left his wife for her. Wait. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. We're getting into it. I just her... got goosebumps because yeah, I just realized right. that you don't know what the story is, and I'm so fucking uh, yeah. excited. Okay. I have no idea. So Jeff's wife had just had a baby. They had a daughter who had, had died from uh, from leukemia. So, you know, perfect time to hit the road. We're going to take Aww. off and leave leave my wife for this, for this woman I just pulled over, right? So Kathy was a single mother. She had two children. These two nuts got married. I'm going to show you a picture of them right now. Maybe then you'll know the story. This is Kathy and Jeff Willits. No, I don't know this, oh my but God, I I'm love. Dying. Look I at this love picture. The frosted honey tips honey. of the bangs, pink I mean. lipstick. You know, this is elbow oh, room style. Yes, she got that stream bikini. Yes, gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She is the epitome He's... of like 1980s Fort Lauderdale. Yes, 
totally elbow and, and lady, he's very yes. leathery you know he's in that sun mm. giving people tickets look at that tank top honey where's the spaghetti stain listen yes that's what's <laughs> happening that's exactly what you know what's happening okay so those are the folks we're talking about i'm gonna leave that on the picture table so you can okay. see I'm okay so um shortly after they got married kath uh jeff's ex-wife passes away she had been sick she dies so now they had this little girl who jeff of course gets custody of and kathy ends up adopting her so she's living in their home when with her two children as well and a huge custody battle happens between jeff and his ex-in-laws you know the wife's parents they want custody of this little girl um so that goes on for a long time um meanwhile kathy's children wanted to move back up north to live with her husband her ex-husband with their dad and she was really heartbroken by this but she agreed to let them go because it was going to make them happy and she didn't want to you know she wanted them to be happy so (laughs) there go the children and so kathy of course becomes very depressed and uh she went to her doctor and said you know I don't know what to do. I, I miss my children. I don't know, you know, all of these things. Like, what happened if your children right. were gone, right? Of course. So the doctor prescribed to her what is the favorite 90s drug of time, Prozac, oh, right? It's more synonymous with the 90s than, than Nirvana, yeah. right? Yeah. And so start, Kathy started experiencing side effects that, to date, no one has ever put together with Prozac. Mm. <laughs> she started saying that her sex drive was, like, through the roof, okay? Oh, goodness. Nobody's... There's been no, you know, reported cases of this ever happening with Prozac, but you know, Kathy's sex drive. <laughs> so this is her or her reason that for, to yeah. excuse some behavior. Here perhaps. we go. Yes, honey. <laughs> so this led to Kathy having an affair. Mm. Uh, she admitted it to Jeff about a month later, Uh-oh. and then she said, you know, by the way, all of these things are. This is ha- my sex drive is, is is out of control, and he kind of noticed because. She wanted to have sex like six to seven times a day. And he was like, I can't keep up with her. I don't know what to do here, right? So these two idiots, like, what do they do? Do they go to the doctor and say something's not right? Take me off the Prozac? Maybe get a second opinion? No, 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 no. no, no. What do they do? They decide that they're going to put an ad in the paper. Oh, no. So that Kathy can have sex with men and fulfill this this need this urge that she had right right and so then it takes a little burden off uh, yeah oh jeff yeah you take a little okay. break you know he's got to go suntan he's got this <laughs> he's got this nice tan he's got to so um they were already into the swingers lifestyle already so it didn't seem you know it wasn't uh, out of character it for wasn't them. out of this character is like thing. this is what this is what they were doing so like for me eh, it would not be my, what I, the first thing i would go to but for people who are into this lifestyle no judgment Correct. It wasn't it wasn't something out of character for them. So this is the ad they put in the paper. I'll oh, read it to goodness. you. It says beautiful young frosted blonde, Ooh. gorgeous eyes, great body, hot tan. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's got a hot tan. <sighs> Looking for executive for day evening interludes. Send your business cards to, right? So here's the ad. We'll have to put this up oh, on our Instagram. Oh, my okay? goodness. So here's what happens in the 90s when you put an ad like this in the paper. And you say, send your business cards. People they, they get flooded with Fucking things. thousands. <laughs> fucking thousands of business cards. And this is not like, hey, my AKA this name. No, real business cards because they're just looking they're, listen they're, frosted they're, you know, fort lauderdale yeah, they're like dummy, let's go yeah like here's my real name 
I, I just can't that that fact to me boggles my mind more than anything else in this in this story because it was a time when the trust level even you know to yeah. think about just sending your business card off like who you don't even know this could be a sting operation it, yeah it could you know be. i'd be, be i would question this and be like i don't know who's getting my card like no they send it off because they're horny yeah right these yeah. are dudes they want they're like looking for this woman okay and there's not even a photo that's the thing yeah no it's you this know? we're gonna believe this complete yeah. description and nowadays cops you know pose online to i i to, love that it says people. looking for executive for day evening interlude yeah. executive okay well this is a good point because so is this like a scam like they're gonna try to hustle these guys okay so here we go so they get thousands of cards and these two start sifting through the cards and of course they pick out the most powerful names mm. the the richest the most you know the 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 most well-known because that's who sent these cards in. Like, we're not talking about strangers. We're talking, I mean, I'm sure some of them obviously yeah. were strangers, but they found names in these cards that would like, would blow people's minds if they knew that these guys were sending in cards, right? This sounds so, like a good blackmailing opportunity. Absolutely. Listen, <laughs> that's all I would think about, yeah. right? It's like, this is what they're going to do with these cards. So they went along with their plan. They set up appointments. And according to Kathy and Jeff, um, she would just talk to the men and, and they'd have sex, but not for payment. You know, it was really, again, to fulfill this. They considered it a form of therapy for her. Hmm. Okay. And really because, you know, this is a quote from Jeff. It was a therapy for Kathy and the men who were all lonely, very lonely in their marriages. Hmm. Like get a fucking dog. I've, oh, poor uh, yeah. guy. You're so lonely. You're so lonely. I, I feel like, I mean, is any of the... Prozac sex addiction even true or is this something they concocted this is what I'm talking about. as like an excuse for uh, fleecing some men? This story, this story is completely 100% one explanation after the other as if they were ready for all of these questions. Yeah. As if, if we get caught, how are we going to explain this away? Because it just sounds cuckoo. It's so cuckoo. And um, there's a, a fantastic video on YouTube from the Jane Whitney show, which was one of these like 90s, you know, talk shows yes. where the audience at the end would get up and start yelling at the people. <laughs> so they went on this after all of this story was over and they go on to this, this show and they're sitting there and they look like perfectly normal people and they're calm and they're together and they are giving you explanations and feeding this to you where you're just like, huh. like they just really have an answer to every mm. single question. It's crazy, but they really worked this thing out. Like they worked it out to be like, no, we're, this is a perfectly normal thing to do, right? Hmm. I know, honey. So, hmm. okay. So then they started charge, to charge for sex and they also have reasons for this. Um, okay. and, and also they never considered it sex work. You know, they never considered it a, would, a solicitation because, um, you know, according to Jeff. Is this, yeah. is it therapy? Like how yeah, are they the therapy, excusing? All these excuses. So first it was therapy. Then Kathy couldn't hold a job because of this, this, this pain that she was in, you know, this urge. Mm, she couldn't please, hold a normal please, job. Yeah. Please. He couldn't, she couldn't. So then she started to charge and she was making upwards of $2,000 a week doing this. Right. Dang. Yeah. So, um, okay. So here's where it gets a little bit more weird <laughs> okay. oh my god more weird more weird okay. so jeff would sit in the closet of the bedroom mm. and the bedroom so a little closet... voyeuristic yes so there was like you know the slats in the closet door and he would 
watch them and also videotape it. Is this unbeknownst to Un- completely unbeknownst oh. to the customer, right? Or no, the, more the, bla- the therapy, more, the more blackmailing yeah, opportunities yeah, yeah. Yeah. here. Yeah. Exactly. So he did this for several reasons. Here's the explanations. These are two explanations that he had. One is that they were swingers, so he enjoyed watching Kathy with the other men, and then they would watch the tape together, right? Two is he would take notes about what Kathy and the customer talked about, so she would be prepared for the next visit. Like, you know, good customer service. You get to know oh your my customer. God. Yeah, bitch, right? No. So then, no. She was, I mean, she was seeing up to six to seven men a day. So, you know, she, wow. I, yeah. A day? Yeah. And then, of course, my explanation what? is they were going to use the tape to blackmail the of shit course, out of these people. Of course, yeah, especially the most famous and, yes. and powerful people in the city. Okay, it's a deliberate choice that they're yes. making of yes. the people. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, so then, of course, because we're humans, one of these customers became infatuated with with her. Oh no! So Forrest McAllister, he's a Weston. He was a, a, a Weston resident. He falls in love with Kathy, and he's convinced himself that. The only reason she's doing this sex work is because her husband is forcing her to oh. do it. <laughs> Which, of course, I love this too. The poor damsel in distress. Yes, she needs I have to, to be rescued. Yes. Oh my god! Because God forbid you fall in love with somebody who actually is doing something that you don't maybe agree with, although you're participating right. in it. But somebody's forcing her to do yeah. this, right? It's a very bizarre thing. And also, um, he always had a feeling that somebody was watching them. This guy Foster. And he actually, so one day when they're in the bedroom together, he hears snoring from the closet. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Could you imagine? So, so, so uh, he's so uninterested. So basically, yeah. he's just in there to get dirt. I, I mean, right? why, why even stay in the closet if you're going to sleep? Just set the camera up. Who? The, well, how about this? How about the fact that your wife is having sex with another man in your bed? And you, you're snoozing. You're so you're bored. You're snoozing in the corner. <laughs> fucking sleeping. Well, I mean, how many days is this going on? He's probably like, ugh, here yeah. we go again. Yeah, another I'm guy. over this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, this very, this made him very angry, this guy Foster. Of course, right? <laughs> He's not keeping an audience up. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. keeping their attention. So he threatens to call the police. And um, Kathy's, of course, this is not a good thing because, you know, Jeff is still a BSO deputy. You know, he's still a deputy for the Broward Sheriff's Office. And it's like, he can't, he's going to get in a lot of trouble. She's going to get in a lot of trouble. Oh, my God. So Jeff, you know, he called this guy and left a message on his answering machine. Remember answering machines? Oh, my God. <laughs> left a message on the answering machine threatening him. So now the guy's so like, now fuck it's on, you, I'm calling the police. But now it's on tape. Yeah. Well, everything's on tape anyway, Well, right? I mean, but now he's got himself <laughs> yes. threatening another human on tape. This was a time when people he's didn't He's a police even, officer. Listen, wouldn't he even think about that? You're, ask, you're asking this question as if we're talking about rational people. Yeah, that's true. You know? So he goes to the police anyway. Foster McAllister, he goes to the police and reports them. So a month later, uh, in July of 1991, the police raided the home of Kathy and Jeff Willits. They found all of the videotapes. Oh, no. A log of the dates. Oh, When I say no. dates, I mean customers and when they were so there. So they have a ledger. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. keeping everything. So they're... And then all the business cards. Okay. They also found wiretaping devices. Now, here's where this comes oh. in. So remember I mentioned Jeff was in this custody battle? So the ju- there was a judge in that case. And the these two, the father-in-law and Jeff, were so fight. They're fighting so much that he allowed them there's a court order where they were allowed to audio tape but what you know tape the conversations so that there wasn't he said he said kind of things over this so they were allowed to tape each other but what would happen is if i called kathy 
and she picked up the phone oh, she'd have recording. to turn I'm... yeah you have to turn it off and sometimes she would forget to do that and so there were people being taped like she had a conversation with her brother on the phone and if it's, it's illegal if you're not letting that person yeah know. in florida right isn't it it's a two-party consent yes. or something like so that. so she didn't yeah. turn it off so those are some of the tapes they found and so they they got them on that too they used it so okay so this has only been going on for five months so five months after they started this whole you know endeavor uh, Jeff was arrested at work, and in his patrol car, they found another log of names oh and dates God. and notes about the customers. Um, Kathy was arrested a few days later. Well, what is his reason of, of keeping this, just for the customer service angle? Well, that's I mean, clearly it's his, it, clearly right. they were going to do something else with this at Abs- the end. Co- please, because I'll tell you why. Okay, so Kathy <laughs> was arrested a few days later. Jeff was charged with profiting from the sex work money, which is basically what or a, being like a pimp? pimping, yeah. pimping, and what and the wiretapping. And then Kathy was charged with solicitation and wiretapping. So this becomes a huge, huge media circus, like everywhere, because we're talking about this beautiful woman, housewife, who who honestly, part of it was like they didn't think they did anything wrong. She was even saying like, "This is consenting adults in my house. It's none of your business." But, it's but, the but, money part that uh, where we start yeah. to get into trouble here, honey. They you know, exchanged like, money. Absolutely. So they hired Ellis Rubin, who is a huge, like, flashy defense attorney from Miami. And he was known for coming up with these defenses to defend his clients that were wild. Like, I think he, I think it was a murder case at the time. He had come up with his defense. The guy had watched too much TV. Yeah, so that was part of his defense. So after sitting down with Kathy and Jeff, they decide they're going to go for this nymphomaniac yeah, defense. Yeah, so, so this is, it's all contrived then. Yes. Yeah, like none I, of this is true. Right, so like I was, in, I couldn't help myself, I needed to do this, da 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 da, da. So more than, more than any, being obsessed with like Kathy and what was going on there, like the husband, and, and more than being obsessed with that, the public was, became really obsessed with what they called the list, quote unquote. Oh, because everyone wants to know who the who's dirt, on this like list. who's yeah. on the list. Of the course, list, yeah. So the list. It's of... like who is the the the. Oh my gosh, what's her name? The madam that had um like the Washington D.C. one. Yes. What was her name? And she had the list of all the senators. Well, this and happens governors. every single yeah. time. You know who's on this list and what? And not the same thing where they keep notes of like what did they like, what did they did. You know all of these things. Oh my gosh. Oh, and the list of what they like when they're in the yes. bedroom. Yes. Oh no, honey. It's not good. So oh. the list of customers was rumored to be a who's who of Fort Lauderdale. And oh, County. I love this. Yeah. Every, see, everybody wants to know. They yeah. want to act like they don't want to know, but yeah. they're like, let me, let me take a peek at exactly. those pages. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, it's, beca- it's, like, it's like with the Tiger Woods. Everybody ate up that story because these women were coming out and talking about him. But it's all of this secret stuff that happens yeah. in a bedroom that we're never supposed yeah. to know well, about. And you have these people that are public figures that we think of them in this one light, but they're like you know yeah. everybody's got the little underbelly yes yes and and yeah we want to know we everything know give me everything there were so you know those great t-shirt shops on the beach in fort lauderdale um <laughs> they were selling shirts that said i'm not on the list oh my god i would love I want to have that. one of those oh my right god, now honey, i'm going on ebay right now to find vintage, it vintage. yes <laughs> so the police and state attorney's office had no intentions of releasing the list, but the local newspapers and news stations sued it sued to make it public. Pu- it has to be public it's record. Totally. It's part of a case. Absolutely. So several men public and permanent. <laughs> several men um, hired lawyers to fight the list being released. It went all the way to the Florida Supreme Court. The lawyers for these men said they were due. They were. Um, 
do the right to privacy. But the Florida Supreme Court said these men lost their right to privacy when they broke the law and the list there was you to go. be released. There you go. Yes. So Lord. here we go. So here's how this story ties into our wonderful podcast. <laughs> what do you know? Out of the blue, Fort Lauderdale Vice Mayor Doug Danzinger oh, resigns no. his no, position. from the church. Yes. I love it. It's always from the church. <laughs> yes. He resigns due to, quote unquote, personal reasons. Mm. He has denied knowing Kathy Willits, but ha- she has confirmed numerous times that Danzinger was a customer. So this is one of my all-time favorite things <laughs> about politics. It's like if somebody is so against something, they're, where there's smoke, there's fire. Of for course, me. all the and time. And this guy was so against all of the things that were happening in Fort Lauderdale that was anti what, what his message was. And here he is. I'm going to show you a picture of him too. This is him, Doug Danziger. Oh, please. Yeah. Look oh, God, look at those 80. Right. So like – the guys and even women who are so against something, they always are hiding something. And so that was my favorite part about, you know. I, I love <laughs> so, that. And, you know, I think the, the issue, too, even with our, our lovely um, woman involved in this is if you engaging in sex work, if that's your thing, it, you, it shouldn't be criminalized. Yes. I mean, that's my opinion. But um, it's the fact that they were – building a list that they clearly this list was going to be for a malicious purpose yes you know it wasn't just yes because the day after they were arrested yeah jeff apparently called um one the the the, i can't remember it's peter something i my gosh i i'll i'll figure out his name I'll, i'll put it in here but um he owned the major strip clubs here in fort lauderdale and the day after he was arrested he Jeff Willits called him and tried to sell him. Dan, Doug Danzinger was this guy's number one problem, the strip, guy, mm. the strip guy's problem. So he 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 offered to sell him the videotape, and um, the guy told Jeff Willits, "I don't want anything to do with it. Like it's poison, and I'm not going to touch it. Like I, you know, he's like if, yeah. he, if he goes down, he's going down. But it probably wasn't a surprise to him because he, you know, this is what it's like. Oh, I you love know? it. I love that it's it's tied not only to the commission but to that. Yes. That pulpit. Yes. That's great. So, okay. So in the end, Je- Kathy and Jeff decided to plead guilty to avoid a lengthy trial. And she was trying to make sure that, you know, she cared about her customers, Tina. She mm. didn't want their families to be upset oh, okay. and like ruined. So she wanted to protect those names. And part of the plea deal was that they wouldn't be releasing the names, although the news media made sure that was taken care of. So to avoid a lengthy trial, they served, they, they pleaded guilty and um, she served seven months in prison and he served 15 months in prison. Um, like I said, there's a great video, this Jane Whitney uh, oh video. God. It's fantastic, the show, and you should go watch it. Um, so I, I, part of this too for me was like, what if this story happened today, would it be as salacious as it was in the, in the early 90s? You know, because... I think if it involved a religious figure, it would. Yeah. Coming from a very um But just this woman working at her house, you don't think it would be as salacious? I don't know. I, I think that maybe she would be given a little more... I, I just feel like because today there's so much conversation on that issue and there are other places in the country where that's legalized and offering protection. Mm-hmm. But I think that their full intent wasn't to satisfy any urge but it was to who can we take down absolutely because even in the even in your the little uh, business ad yeah executives the fact that they're only asking for executives is they're looking for high-end people mm-hmm. so they 
if she really wanted to scratch an itch, yeah, she's gonna be like, I don't care who's coming in. You know what I mean? It's like, quite an itch. Like bring anybody. Why does it have to be an executive? Right. So there's something there that they had a plan in mind. Yeah. Okay, so that's the story of Jeff and Kathy Willits, the housewife sex worker of Fort Lauderdale. Oh, I love it. I had to say, I, I was very excited to stay close to home on that one for sure. So my okay, story, here we go. Let's go. my story does take place in Florida. It's a little more recent, um, but uh, it's the story of Nancy Oakley. Are you oh, familiar with her? No. <gasps> All right, so. Nancy Oakley was a city commissioner for the city of Madeira Beach, Florida, and this girl, this story has uh, jealousy, fighting, abuse of power, uh, and some other little details that I think you'll enjoy. Okay. All right. So Madeira Beach. Uh, this is part of Pinellas County, and it's a small uh, Gulf Coast barrier island off the coast. Okay. About forty-five hundred people live there. There's not like a lot of commercial business. It's more uh, residential. Um, and it's known by the locals as Mad Beach, just short for Madeira. And I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I'm probably not, so my apologies. But it was a mad, 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 mad world <laughs> over in Mad Beach. And that's the movie I'm right. Do you know that movie? Yes. Oh, my God. The best scene in that movie is the, the twist scene. Yes. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> So prior to the main incident that I want to tell you about, I want to give you a little bit of background on our sweet Nancy Oakley. Okay. So she served as city commissioner from 2007 to 2013. She took a little bit of a hiatus because her husband passed away. Mm. And then um, she ran and uh, saw and won re-election in 2017. So um, some background on her. In the 90s, 1990, she was arrested for a DUI. She uh, fought for three years in court uh, to get that changed to reckless driving. Hmm. Um, in 2014, she had, when she was not a commissioner, so she was a commissioner to 2013. So that space from 2013 till she was reelected, she did work for the city as an accountant. Hmm. And she had a level two misdemeanor leveled against her um, during that time for petite theft, which is what? Um, for anything $300 and under. I couldn't find the details of exactly what it is that she stole, but she was arrested. It sounds like we're running out of people to sit on the commission in, in Mad, Mad Island well, or Mad Beach. <laughs> then in 2014, um, the same year, she got in trouble at work and the documents uh, cite uh, offenses warranting formal discipline. And basically, um, as an accountant, you know, I read through the various... Um, you know, incidents, and it was just her work was riddled with errors. She wasn't turning things in on a timely manner, and it kind of just went against the standards of quality and professionalism that the city expected, especially of an accountant. You're like running the money for the, for your position, like you okay. you can't mess around. So nothing. You're saying nothing too serious. Nothing too serious. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, then, that's, the money for the city sounds like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then there was, and this isn't. This still, it, we're not at the main issue, but oh there's God, this I'm other dying. issue. <laughs> I mean, it's one after the other. What's with this fucking lady? I know. <laughs> so then there's also an allegation of mail fraud. Oh. So I want you to keep the names in mind uh, from this little mail fraud incident. So allegedly. Oh, okay. All right. Allegedly, she received a letter in the mail um, 
saying that the current city manager at that time, um, it was a gentleman named Shane Crawford. So we're going to remember Shane for later on. But um, It rhymes with Jane, Jane Crawford. Yeah, okay. there you go. <laughs> so she supposedly received a letter indicating that Shane Crawford had uh, notarized documents that he had a financial interest in. And the letter claimed to sort of, you know, dear Nancy Oakley, I'm bringing this to your attention just so that you know that the city manager is unethical hmm. because he committed this act of notarizing um, material for financial gain from this woman who passed away, um, whose name was Pat Shantz. And the letter supposedly came from Pat Shantz's uh, son-in-law. But then the Shantz family vehemently denies this. They're like, we did not send this letter. It came out of Baltimore. We don't know what this is about. They wrote a letter to the editor saying, like, they're, all they're trying to do is smear the city manager's name. This is not coming from us. We have nothing to do with it. He was on the up and up with this family uh, documents. Hmm. And so um, why, you know, what's going on with Nancy? Why is she receiving this letter? And that happened in 2017. This letter was received. And the letter, um, which we'll post to our show notes, is all caps. You know, it's like this all caps block letter. It's very odd. Um, so there's all this drama that's tied to her. The main sort of muckiness <laughs> happened. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> happened in 2014. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry, 2012, 2012, my okay. mistake. So because this is a beachy little town in uh, Madeira, um, the commission often has their meetings outdoors. They participate in a lot of like fishing tournaments and a lot of like Florida style right. outdoor activity right. meetings and events. So, in 2012, during a King of the Beach fishing tournament, city manager Shane Crawford, he was the city manager at the time, allegedly got assaulted by Nancy Oakley. Hmm. So, the filed complaint claims that a drunken Oakley approaches Crawford, and she proceeded to slowly lick his face <laughs> from his Adam's apple what? Up, up to um, just upwards and while grabbing his crotch and buttocks at the same time. So I'm going to show you a picture. Oh I just want to quickly show you a picture of, of Nancy Oakley. Um, this is Nancy oh Oakley. Oh my God. This is oh Nancy Oakley. And she looks like my uncle in a wig. Yes. yes. Honey, no, uh, yes. don't lick my Adam's apple. And the thing about the, the complaint is it didn't say, I don't know, when I think of a drunk person licking someone's face, I think of like, you know, a frat boy might grab your face in like a quick lick. But then Another it was asshole. A, that, right. But that it was a slow lick. No, no. she's slowly. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's just, I, I picture the sandpaper tongue. Yes, like, no, no. It's just, it's just, as, it's, ew, it's, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah. And so, um, I I don't know. That's the deliberate nature of the lick, I think, is the thing that just throws me off. So why in the world would a sitting commissioner of of Nancy Oakley's age, she's, you know, um, this is in 2012. She was born in 1958. You know, it's an older woman. Mm -hmm. What, What is she thinking? What is she doing? Why would she do this at a public event? Um, so supposedly Oakley was jealous of another city employee named Cheryl McGrady. 
And she suspected Cheryl and Shane of having an affair. And Cheryl McGrady was married at the time and claims that there was no affair happening. Shane and Cheryl are married today, by the way. Oh, um, hello. And I do have to say that Shane did incur a fine, I believe, around $2,000 because he, um, she worked for the city as like a deputy clerk. She would take minutes um, for meetings and do other things for the city commission. And even though he wasn't her direct supervisor, he would sort of put her name up for promotion or for other oh, things right, coming right, right. up. And yeah, so yeah. the Florida Ethics Committee, like, you know, he got brought up on those charges. And, and so that there was perhaps something there. But is it Oakley's business? No. Is she Was she involved with him in any way? No, but she just didn't like her. In fact, um, uh, she would refuse to attend city commission meetings if McGrady was present. Um, and at that particular night of the fishing tournament where they had held a, like a, a a meeting as well, she said, uh, don't ever bring that blonde bitch around me again. Oh, my God. Threw a punch at McGrady and then licked uh, Shane. So wait, was she taste. intoxicated? When she, she said, yeah, suppose okay. she was drunk. No, but I mean, my God. But still. <laughs> but who is going to, what woman in the right mind is going to go through this much effort unless something is going on with this guy? I, I There's don't no know. relationship. She, did she make this all up in her head? Like, why would she? She imagined a relationship, so she went over to. You know, what she I mean? went. She went over. She saw them standing together. She said, "Don't bring that bitch around," and threw a punch. And, and witnesses all, you know. And the, my favorite uh, thing was to read through the court transcripts of ever of people talking about uh, the the details of the night. But um, yeah, so just prior to the licking, she swings. Uh, takes a swing at, oh at Cheryl God. and and uh, and then licks um, Shane. So at the time, Crawford does file charges, right. um, but he fears repercussions. He's like, I don't want to lose my job over this. And uh, when Nancy leaves that commission seat in 2013, he drops the charges and mm. things go on. But then in 2017, remember, she goes up for re-election. Um, but... Uh, when she is back in the commission, what happens is she and three other commissioners vote to suspend Shane Crawford as city manager. Oh, wow. And so he takes that as, like, she doesn't want me to talk, and that's retaliation. And then that's when he goes full force, like, I'm going to bring these charges up against her because of the face-licking incident back in 2012. Wow. So, um so not only does she assault this guy, but she uses her power to basically get him out, and he ends up quitting because he doesn't want to get fired. Right. So that's sort of um, where we are. And I feel like if this was a one-off, you know, maybe maybe could we forgive something like this, her licking someone's face, she was drunk. <laughs> but if it was a guy, if it was a male commissioner Hello. and it was a female city you're right, manager, you're right. we would all be, what the hell is going like, yeah. on? And grabbing a crotch and, and behind? No, we, no, no. We would all be flipping out. So really, you know, she she doesn't have a right to invade the guy's space regardless of how she feels or whether she was drunk or whatever. And she's a city commissioner. So the best thing is when this came out, other people, right? It, it's like a me too. No, other you're people, kidding. I swear to God, start coming out. Whoa. So it's not the first time. So how many licks does it take? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the bottom of a scandal, Hillary? Yes, I'm done. Let's find out. Oh, girl, give it to me. One. No. <laughs> first, 
of course, we, we have the incident of where she licked Crawford, right, mm-hmm. at the King of the Beach fishing tournament in the fall of 2012. Uh, Crawford also cr- claims that at a grunt hunt Ugh, event. I don't, I don't even want to know uh, what the fuck that is. It's another fishing tournament. Okay. Uh, the date is unknown, but it's roughly around the same time. She licks his face uh, there again. Uh, then there is the director of Marina Public Works, oh, uh, David Marciano. He says that during a King of the Beach tournament, so there are two King of the Beach tournaments. There's a fall and a spring, and he Jesus. doesn't remember which one it was, but that she approached and licked his face and grabbed his crotch at that event. Oh, my god! Then we have number five, uh, but- Tom. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Number, number four. four yeah. Number four. Uh, she licked Marciano's uh, face again at a city festival in 2011. And then she licked uh, the president of the Old Salt Fishing Foundation, Tom Verdensky, at a fundraiser in 2014, licked his face. And then he claims that she licked several volunteers at that scene. What event. is going on? Like, listen, I was thinking when she licked the first the first story, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, okay, she's hot for this guy. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm not licking you. Like, this is not happening. Yeah. It's not the way, I, you know, there's got to be a better way slow, to show. Not just licking, no, no, you're slow right. like this, licking it's disgusting long slow legs no, up i don't want that face. get your tongue away from me yes but she's doing it to everybody yeah what is with the licking yes. what is, is it this because you know you're at a fishing tournament yeah you're gross dude we're is outside it, it's, it's hot so, maybe it's a salt thing maybe it, she it's just gotta maybe be. she maybe she needs a little uh, she needs to get off this island i think maybe oh my god and then finally, the last one that is uh, part of the uh, reports is a Michael Maximo, a former Madeira, former Madeira Beach Community Services Director, at a, uh, the opening of a Bubba Gump shrimp restaurant. Oh, for fuck's um, sake. She licks his face. And again, uh, that one is a date unknown, but again, it's within this sort of time frame. Wow. So um, one of my favorite quotes from the testimony, they bring everybody in, they bring McGrady in, the girl, and she's... Uh, they asked Did she her. she like her? I mean, is this... A, no, no, she swung just, the punch at her. They yeah. just... She, so she says, uh, I mean, she licked a lot of people, sir. <laughs> so everyone kind of talked about the fact that she licked people. That's what she did when she got drunk. No. Imagine. Oh, Imagine, gosh. like, this is your city commissioner. People are like, oh, there, there's Nancy again. Sweet Good Nancy. Good old Nancy. <laughs> Whoa, where's <laughs> that tongue? Watch the, out. Who's she going to lick this time? out. So, um... <laughs> In the end, our sweet Nancy uh, resigns from her position, and it was recommended that she incur a $5,000 fine. She got (laughs) reprimanded by the governor and uh, had a public censure. So should she, I mean, I feel like if it was anyone else, it probably would have, or if it was a guy, I feel like there would have been more repercussions. It wouldn't be so funny. Yeah, it wouldn't be as funny. Um, But her attorney, so... uh, when, when I think of, of people who commit crimes like a serial killer, right? More than three, and, yeah. and you're a serial. So yeah. I feel like she is a serial face licker. And I think <laughs> that that part of this, like, and that was brought up in court. Like, is she a serial face licker? Is she just this assaulting is... people? Um, and her attorney argued that if she were um, a serial face licker, she would have suffered consequences um, that... Um, you know, that, that they would have gone on so long. Like, people would have known. And maybe not. Maybe people, maybe they were like, uh, you know, uh, 
scared to say something you know like what do you say like uh excuse me the city commissioner just licked me like it's 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 odd and maybe for men it is uncomfortable to come out and say that a woman has assaulted them exactly what you just said like could you imagine this defense attorney now has to defend her and he's like well if this really was this thing more you would have heard more about it right that's what they say to women yeah. Oh, if this person, like, let's say, you know, Weinstein, if this person, if he really did these things to women, we would hear more about it. But right. the fact of the matter is people do stay quiet. And also, could you imagine going to law school all those years and all of a sudden you're defending, you know, your you're, client? Is, is this person a serial a face serial, a serial <laughs> So um, his whole point was, you know, we're just really trying to find out if she publicly licked the faces of these uh, four men. Like, that's really what the case is here. And they just brought person after person to come up and go, and, you know, I did see her. Um, You know, one security guard was like, well, I heard on the radio because, um, you know, Crawford, they radioed in saying, you know, Nancy just licked somebody. And, you know, so they have all these witnesses. And then they brought in counter witnesses that said, no, she would never lick anyone. Um, But ultimately, the evidence... There was a lot of evidence against her. Yeah, uh, I mean, so so that's that was my. I mean, you know, sweet little uh, Nancy. I feel like she's uh, the Energizer Bunny. You know, she just keeps on licking. Yeah. And there we have it. That is a great story. <laughs> that is, and I know you said you're you're like this story so stupid. I yeah. mean, there it's, is an, a, there is a part of comedy to that for sure, but. I mean, I think, the psychology, what is going on there? What is, you know, happening it's, it's, with her? It's ridiculous. And, you know, I'll put the sources, but a lot of my sources came from this amazing website that was called uh, Respect Mad Beach, and it has all of the court files. It has um, all of the information that you would want to know. Um, I have also, um, you can find the letter. Um, we'll put that in the notes. And there's a great video of Shane Crawford talking about the incident where he even you know make, makes the wonderful motion of of how he was licked um and we'll put the photo of um nancy oakley as well and and madeira she's known as nancy uh, nasty nancy i like sweet nancy i mean i get it it was a little nasty but oh my god you know god. what how bizarre i mean no, who, who does bizarre. that who does that and also it <laughs> happened it happened in florida i've never heard the story before yeah well it's this little you know, it's this little tiny community. And in that world, everybody knows the story. Like when you look at it and she's, there's just little odd things that are associated with her. But even like the theft, the, the just, um, her work ethic. So what was with the letter? I mean, what did she do with it? She, she, did she write this letter? So that people are suggesting that perhaps, and I think that's the mail fraud charge is that she had somehow was involved in having that letter sent to her mm-hmm. so that she could have some sort of proof to suspend the city manager that he was involved in unethical practices right and so wow yeah i mean oh, it's cuckoo god, Tina, that it's was so cuckoo. good it's so good <laughs> oh my god well how did this go did you think it was good yeah i loved it i think yeah. that um i had fun i loved hearing all about old school fort lauderdale oh yes so those were the good days yeah yeah I mean, it's still, it's super beautiful there now, but it's still, it's just very clean. Everything's very, you know, the tourist, the tourism is amazing there, but it's just very it's different. huge hotels. And yeah, they split that road where you can't cruise. Yeah, the way you yeah, you can't cruise. cruise. Yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, you could still, part of high school, you could still cruise the strip. And I yeah. do remember that being a big deal for the, you know, at the time when I was younger for us being like, oh, you can't yeah. cruise this trip anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just something to do on a weekend. You I know. know. Yeah. You have nowhere to go as a kid. Like, let's go cruise this trip. Yeah. So. 
Well, I think this is good for yeah. our first episode, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, thank you so much for listening. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook um, at The Muck Podcast. Yes. And um, we are, our podcast is going to be on fireside.fm. And you can find links to the podcast on all of those three social media sites. Yeah, and it should be on Apple... Apple Podcasts. We're going to have it blogged up. Stitcher. Yep. And just subscribe. Please subscribe. And we'll be coming to you every week with different stories. You can also email us at themuckpodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any stories you'd like us to cover and talk about, please send us an email. Yes, please, please, please. We would love to hear. And it's anything. Any elected official from your school board member up the line. So uh, we are excited to hear what you have to share with us. Yes. So thank you. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.